0: Babe. Like the Micro Machines guy. See how quick we can do this one.
1: Hi, doggy. Okay.
0: Before, uh, I do have an opening. Um, Rough start if story. you're trying to Micro guy. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a story. Okay. Um, Okie dokie. This weekend, I decided Ta-ta. to show Indy some South Korean films. Mm-hmm. And so I showed him... The Host by Bong Joon-ho, and that was really, it's a great movie, holds up really well. Uh It's a little depressing, Um, and so the next night, I was like, oh, let's balance that out with another great um, film, Train to Busan, Mm -hmm. because that one's a little lighter. By the way, spoilers for Train to Busan. Mm -hmm. Have you seen Train to Busan?
1: Never even heard of it.
0: So- it's it's fantastic. It's a it's more of like an action zombie flick, and um, I was like, oh yeah, Andy, this one's it, it's a happy ending. Mm-hmm. We get to the ending, and all of a sudden, st- stuff starts happening that I don't remember. <laughs> a main character uh-huh. dies, <laughs> and. It sets up for this scenario where these two other characters could die in a horrific way. Mm -hmm. And so I'm watching, I'm like, it can't end badly. It can't, my memory is not that bad. Uh This can't end this way. And I'm like, I'm just going to trust my gut and ride this out. And I then just like pause pause it because it doesn't Uh look like it's going to end well right and i go bad i'm killing you anyway (laughs) i go on the on my phone and i'm like ending of train to busan the the first um uh the first
1: link result
0: result that's what was
1: non-sponsored result
0: exactly i always go for the do you do the um where, like, even if you're looking for a specific product, if the first two links... I don't click on the sponsored result regardless. Neither do I.
1: Even if it's exactly Either what it, I want. Target I sponsored? It, yeah. No, I'll go for the target <laughs> right.
0: non-sponsored. Thank you very right. much. Um. And the, and the first d- description is horrific. Mm-hmm. Actually saying it ends with, like, a close-up shot of the, <laughs> this dead character.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And that's how, like, the movie ends. And I was like, God. Ew. So I just turn off the movie. I go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't just turn the movie off. Well,
0: I turn and I go, they live. <laughs> and he goes, what? He goes, then I want to watch it. I was like, no, they live. <laughs> He's like, they they die? And I was like, yeah, they die. I, I, I was like, I don't, I couldn't remember this. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So we don't watch it. The rest of the night we're making
1: joke. Like Wait a minute! So you don't even finish the movie? Don't finish. That seems like it's that seems like it's in the territory of like now. Maybe I'm disproving myself because this doesn't work for me. But people always say like in real horror they don't show you the thing happening because that makes it so much more scarier. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It seems like you seem like you're in that territory where it's like if you don't let them see how it ends. He's going to know that it ends badly because you're not letting him see it. And then his imagination is he's gonna run away with him. It's gonna be even worse than it actually is. So that's
0: kind of the point of this story. <laughs> um, and so I I I then try and like distract him, we'll do something else, mm-hmm. get over it. Oh, can you believe I can't? Indy, I can't believe my memory is so bad. Blah, 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 blah. The next day, he either texted me. Yeah, he, text, he texted me, and he said, liar. And I was like, what? He goes, why'd you lie to me? I was like, what are you talking about? He said, I Uh-oh. looked up the end of train to Busan. Mm-hmm. They don't die. Mm. I was like, what? So I was like, hold on. I'm about to come home. Don't move. Stay right where you are. <laughs> don't touch anything uh-huh. in the whole entire house. Okie dokie. So I get home. I'm like, look. And I show him on my phone where I punched it in uh-huh. right at the top, ending a train to Busan. Person gets shot, close up of their face, you see blood. Uh-huh. Roll credits. Sure. And then I click the result. So mm-hmm. it takes me to the actual site, because it just pulled out what I was looking like for a and snippet. highlight. It pull out a snippet. Yeah. And it takes me a Reddit. And the head of the Reddit <laughs> post is how Train to Busan should have ended, <laughs> and then he goes on to describe this just horrific nightmare scenario. Yeah, like literally the worst thing this person could probably think. I was like, I am so sorry. I this is what I read. I didn't think you wanted to see that. Yeah. So I was like, let's watch. So we watched the end of Train to Busan, and Indy was like, that was that was great. I love that. It's a great. You? Yeah. And he goes. You know dad that really like messed me up f- last <laughs> night. I was like <laughs> I was like you I am so sorry. <laughs> exactly. I'm so sorry. I just I traumatized my kid for yeah. no reason. All right. Because you Thanks don't know to how to internet. use the internet. No, I know how to use the internet. The I internet mean, doesn't know how to be used. It's not present
1: it's questionable at this point. <laughs> um I went to the eye doctor last week. Oh, before the movie. That's right. Maybe this will be our segue. Before the movie, I went to the eye doctor. And he, this is a new eye doctor that I'm going to. And it turns out that the prescription, the prescription of my left eye, completely wrong. I don't know how I didn't notice this, but they were doing the like cover your one eye (laughs) with my glasses on. And when, he, when you cover my right eye, I can't see anything. It goes completely blurry. <clears throat> but anyway, so he's looking at my eyes. Um, that's my left eye. My right eye, well, I guess it's my prescription that's doing all the work, right? <laughs> he says something to me that, and he says it in a way that, like, when doctors say stuff to you, and they say it to you in a way that, like, it, they're saying it in a way that like, doesn't seem like a big deal. Mm -hmm. but then you're like wait a minute that sounds like a big deal and he's looking at my eye and he goes you have a cataract on your right eye and i was like uh okay and he's like it's not we don't need to do anything about it right now but i want to i want to just keep you know keep keep an eye on it we're going to note it's there make sure it's not developing into anything and then he pauses for a second, goes. I've never seen one your I've never seen someone your age with a cataract before. That's wild. And then he just goes about his business. <laughs> and I was like, well wait, what does that mean? Like, is it, am I that young? Am I too young to have a cataract? I feel like we're not too young for anything. Yeah, exactly. I, I feel like
0: if if a doctor or a specialist said I had literally any disease, right. they could be like, You
1: have scurvy. I'd yeah. be like, Yeah, yeah like we're probably. at the point in our life where I mean, outside of maybe like dementia like late stage dementia i'm too young for that
0: what if he thought you were a different patient (laughs) he's like look (laughs) no he literally asked me how old i was 12 (laughs) so i'm sure you looked it up because i was just about to pull up on my phone what causes cataracts
1: well oh i don't know what causes it but well julia mentioned this when i got home because i don't know how why i didn't think about this my left my right eye is the one that i got pesticide in so, and it also apparently has a a scratch on it from my dog when I was a kid.
0: Oh, like a permanent scratch. Mm-hmm. That bitch <laughs> was yeah. it, or was it? He? No, it was a oh, boy. It. Yeah, oh.
1: close. Could have worked. Nope, bastard. Um. Yep. So after that, we went to go see Bo's Afraid. So after you got diagnosed with an early
0: cataract, yeah. earlier cataract. I then, also
1: had my eyes dilated. Ooh, which I, is I, supposed to do. It didn't. It did not seem to make a difference. Oh well, to me then why'd
0: you tell me? I don't know what that does either. I was, I uh, was okay. Try, I was all already my head because like, they did it, did and then
1: she was the nurse or the assistant or whatever. It's she like, don't watch any movies. She was like, yeah. She was like. Y- y- you might want to wear sunglasses for the rest of the day because your eyes are going to be very sensitive to light. And I was like, uh, I'm thinking like, okay, well I didn't bring my sunglasses with me cause it's raining and it's gray outside. So I left them at home and I didn't really, I was kind of curious what would happen, but yeah, it didn't make a difference. At all. I mean, maybe that's the thing. It, it was gray and rainy outside. So that didn't matter. And then I'm in a dark theater for mm-hmm. three hours. So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter then. It felt like an hour, didn't it? But it, uh, no, it did not. It, it felt, uh, like the time no. just flew. Um, but yeah, I was actually expecting something wild to happen and to go in and my eye, my vision be crazy. And then I have to watch this crazy movie. But no, it was completely normal.
0: Yeah. I look over, you have like cartoon eyes. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. Who framed Roger Rabbit World? Drooling just, a little bit.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can you imagine if, if, Roger Rabbit world was real, and <laughs> there could be like a drug. Where it's like, now listen, we found that this cartoon drug really works for cataracts. Now it hmm. will give you googly car- cartoon
1: <laughs> right.
0: for about an hour, but then it'll clear up. Um, they didn't explore that in the film. They missed. They left a lot on the one on of the, the
1: bone. F- one of the few things they didn't uh, explore. Yes. <laughs>
0: Should I watch that with Indy?
1: Does it hold Oh, up? Who Framed Roger Rabbit? We watched it with the girls a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, I loved it when I was a kid. Me too. And I, th- I think it holds up. I mean, again, it was one of my favorite movies as a kid.
0: Me too. I, I loved it. Uh, I showed him the short, the short film, mm-hmm. um, and then we started it. I need to go back to it, though. I also watched Speed with him. The other day. Tried mm-hmm. to watch um another movie but just wasn't I don't know internet I'm back to like buy physical media. Mm. Buy physical media, don't trust streaming services. Mm-hmm. Um
1: but that movie is rough now. What do you mean? See, rough you, in what way? You watched it recently. I right? loved it. I loved every aspect of it.
0: Number one, it shows, like, I loved it as a kid because you get one, you get three films. Mm -hmm. You get an elevator thriller. You get the main bus movie. Mm -hmm. And then you get the subway film. Mm -hmm. Just three distinct kind of action set pieces. All of them really well developed and, you know, thought out. It's well-developed and thought out for, like, 1990-whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. and It's a big, dumb movie. It's a big, dumb movie that's too big, especially now when you can watch short, dumb movies and uh,
1: better-executed dumb movies. But they're fake. They're not actually doing anything.
0: Okay. In
1: Speed, they're blowing shit up.
0: That's why I said Dindy... Now, now, listen, it has one of the greatest... that. Plane explosion, the cargo plane explosion, uh-huh. all like amazing. Yeah, still amazing to this day. I was like, "Hey, yeah," but you know, practical effects—that's one of the biggest things. And it's funny, it, like it does hold up. But mm-hmm. right when I said that, they do the bus jumps the fifty foot <laughs> and mysteriously it's like <laughs> that's a different angle, and then nose
1: down, yeah.
0: and and I was like, "Yeah, that that one's a little rough." Then they run. Into the airport, and they show the tires all run over the deflating metal teeth. Oh, and sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing about the tires again <laughs> right. until they want them to shred. Yeah, literally twenty minutes later, after she's been doing donuts going fifty miles per hour. Yeah, there's also a scene where the bus almost bangs in the back of a cop car, and like they slam on the brakes, and you see the bus like full stop, and then uh-huh. the scene cuts, and it's like going 50 again. Uh-huh. And they do a sped up scene where they sped the film up.
1: Uh huh. It's like, Oh, right, they couldn't right. to get make the... it seem faster than it. Yeah, yeah. So
0: the bus is going in the background and you see like this truck full of cops in the back and all the cops just go. Sure. <laughs> like super fast motion. I was like, yeah. Oh, they just pushed fast forward. Yeah. On. And, and I was just like, you know, you can't, you can't get away with that stuff now. Now you go see an action movie. Like, I just feel like the level of execution that's demanded of modern directors is at such a higher level than what you
1: needed. I, but I would argue that it's not even execution. They're not doing anything, they're making video game graphics.
0: Yeah, but on the real stuff. Like, again, the, the the demands of modern filmmakers for action movies, uh-huh. I think, is like an insanely high bar if you don't just shove everything into a computer and be like, well, let the computer generate that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't think filmmaking is, is done nearly the same way, where I don't know that you could find like a huge cargo jet that a company is like, yeah, you could blow that up.
1: Yeah. Um, it's fun. Alan
0: Ruck is really great in it.
1: Mm-hmm. My biggest issue still with speed is... the Obviously, the biggest set piece of the whole movie is when the bus jumps the gap in the freeway. And then 20 minutes later, they're just like, okay, now we got to make this subway car jump a gap in a subway yeah. I guess we don't really know what to do. We'll yeah. just do the same thing. We'll just,
0: just make it jump, and then <laughs> they'll be okay. Um. Yeah, there's like he's kicking that pole at one point, and the pole looks like it breaks, <laughs> and then they're just like, uh, Keanu, you did too well. Let's yeah. uh, cut cut there."
1: Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah, I guess there's something to say about having to compete with. L- Literally being able to create whatever you want with a with CGI. You know what I mean? There's literally no restrictions at all. It yeah. just is you do whatever you want to do.
0: Yeah, which which I think is damning when you do feel like when I watch a lot of modern action films, especially, mm-hmm. I feel like the idea going in is kind of like, everything's been done before. We'll just yeah. Mm-hmm. Do the same kind of story. Where it's like, no, you could literally do anything, you know? Like, I don't know. You have any other ideas? It's like, no, we'll just do a spy movie where he punches and shoots a guy at the end. It's Mm -hmm.
1: fine. Yeah.
0: Just feels uninspired. Sure. A lot of modern. Anyway, um, so we went and saw *Bo's Afraid. I saw it for the second time. You saw it for the first. And I pushed this on you. I pushed hard. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, last pod and then a little bit in the in our texts and do I want to know what you thought big picture now that you've had we we've had a few days to think
1: about it um is that a good place to start? Sure I mean big picture big picture I, I um I can appreciate. That the movie exists. Okay, <laughs> and I am. Uh, hmm. I guess you would say glad yeah. that I saw it. Okay. Although glad doesn't. <sighs> I mean, I I I enjoy. Um, I enjoy seeing something I've never seen before, mm. and. Bo's afraid is definitely something I've never seen before. Uh, so on that level, I enjoyed it. Outside of well, and and it's really funny. It's very very funny.
0: It's got I it, it got some real laughs out of you. Yeah, and, and there's one that's that is like uh like one of the funniest things I've seen all year.
1: Yeah, but um. Without without that, which is kinda not fair because it's in the movie, right? It's kind of like saying, hey, without
0: <laughs> right. without all the
1: touchdowns, Patrick Mahomes is not really a good quarterback. Well, you you know you can't really His take fundamentals that. Fundamentals kind of suck. Um He does good with them though. But yeah, without that, it would have been unwatchable. Um
0: The idea that you could have going into a film that like this that maybe even I had Going in is like the most miserable experience of your whole life. Mm -hmm. And it starts in in a space where you're like, I I remember, I was like, okay, show me something. Because it starts low-key. He's feeding the fish Mm -hmm. at his therapist's office. They go and sit down, and they just start having a little therapy session. But there's a few touches in there that I thought were, were good. It wasn't just like dour mm-hmm. miserabilism. But then, as soon as he exits that and you see the world that he lives in, I was like, oh, thank God. This isn't just going to be like a miserable three hour slog. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, he's going to give you some stuff, some interesting things to look at mm-hmm. as we go through this journey. And I think it sustains it but I definitely could see how people could grow weary of it by the end.
1: Yeah. It's, it's exhausting. And especially, I mean, humor is so like specific subjective. So yeah, especially if, if you're not finding it funny in the way I did or in the way it's meant to be. It, yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't be able to watch the movie. It's, it would be un, unmanageable. Um, but there is something about i i feel like 90% of the dialogue and the exchanges are i guess up until the very end of the movie are are very like lighthearted and kind of playful while everything else around him is going nuts mm-hmm. you know uh, and so that probably you know, helps keep it not so, I mean, the movie is basically three hours of, I don't even know how you would describe it, Um, because obviously, oh, so going back to our last week's episode, the review that you brought up that I thought was funny, I think ends up being The best summation of how I feel about the movie. I don't have mommy issues. Which is that I don't don't have have mommy issues and I don't have anxiety issues. So, not for me. Which is basically kind of how I took the movie. Like I said, I appreciated seeing the spectacle of it. I appreciate seeing something new. Um, And I do uh, uh, appreciate that someone can make this movie and i would take this movie 10 times out of 10 over the next comic book movie but i don't see a scenario where i'm ever going to watch it again or where i would recommend it to anybody mm. that's not a total movie freak like you are so so julia win like <laughs> it no no not at all <laughs> um yeah, the I, I mean the anxiety. I guess the anxiety angle of it is is what is supposed to be kind of like the anchoring or the human element of I guess, which is supposed to be like if you have anxiety issues, this is what you relate to. But it's a three-hour-long, unrelenting like anxiety spiral. It's not like a day-to-day life of somebody who has severe anxiety. It is a one, It is three hours of a nightmare anxiety trip, it, mm-hmm. and it never relents in that department, which is, is what can be exhausting.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. I do have to say, like, on the one hand, for anything, film or whatever, to, like, scramble your brain... I'm already, like, that's an experience that I'm at least curious about, Mm -hmm. right? And this definitely, like, does that, right? Mm -hmm. We both got to the end. This is the second time that I I saw it, and I'm trying to look for things. Like, now I'm starting to try and, like, uh, pick out some things I missed. Mm -hmm. And we had just, like, a few minutes to talk at the end, and I just remember babbling. Just, like not making any sense.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, cause I'm sure. like,
0: cause it truly like scrambles your brain. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So on the one hand, I feel like success, you know, if I, if I analyze, like how do I analyze this film or this experience? And then from there, I go back to like, when you say it's unrelenting, there are still like moments that I can't get out of my head that are like, Not about a man having anxiety. You know what I mean? Like, I like
1: what? What is a every to me, every single second of this movie is Bo suffering some form of debilitating anxiety. Even the funniest moments are bore out of him, like being unable to handle anything in modern life.
0: Yeah. So you have. You know, you have the opening therapy scene, mm-hmm. which you're just trying to get a handle on things. From there, you have Bo in his world, which to me, it's mitigated. The, the anxiety portion is mitigated by the world. Mm-hmm. There's always something to look at. Someone gouging someone's eye sure. out. There's birthday boy stab
1: man. Right, but all of that stuff... Right is filtered through Bo's perspective. Like none of that stuff is actually happening. That's just how he feels walking through the world.
0: Exactly, but like the world that he <clears throat> lives in gives you visual, like a visual
1: feast. Right, but what I'm saying is that is unmanageable. That's like, uh, like if that w- if that is what living with severe anxiety is about. If this is three hours in the life of someone with, there would be no one in the world with severe anxiety because you, you would kill, you kill yourself, yourself yeah. after two days. I just
0: finished a book that I heard about called The Blind Owl, mm-hmm. which is like banned in Iran, written in like the 30s. And um, I heard there was like beautifully written and just you have to read it. Mm-hmm. And so it's short. So it's was like, okay. I grabbed it, and it ends up being, like, I, I then watched some people talk about it, and apparently one of the reasons why I was banned is it spread, like, suicides. Mm-hmm. And the author himself committed suicide. Mm-hmm. Because the book itself is just so bleak and kind of bizarre but beautifully written where it's like not making sense, but it does make sense. Mm -hmm. So I get what people are are getting out of that book. But for me, I just found it like an unrelenting view of a serial killer's mind, basically. (laughs) And it's one of those things where you're like, oh, I would, that sounds interesting. I'll read that. And then you read it and you're like, that's not, that's too much of what I wanted. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I got to the end and I was like, I totally get it. But like, ugh, my God, I can't imagine like actually being in that mindset.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I can't imagine writing it. I can't imagine being a person and it feels real. Like yeah. without, without even needing to like understand the science behind like serial killers and stuff like that. I was mm-hmm. like, the blind owl feels... Like a textbook, sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bo is afraid. Feels like a ride. Like I, sure, yeah. I get on Bo is afraid, and I'm not feeling like, oh, this is a person going through a nervous breakdown spiral. I I say yeah, he is. But then I also <clears throat> am being acknowledged as an audience member mm-hmm. and being given just so many little things. The humor in it, like you said, is huge and something that you can't discount, mm-hmm. but also just like the visual language. Like you can tell that Ari Aster put a ton of thought into the design mm-hmm. of his movies. And I would compare it to like a Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, you have Killing of a Sacred Deer, which is also like elliptical and dark and dreamlike, mm-hmm. right? But you get to the end. I get to the end of Killing of a Sacred Deer, and I'm truly exhausted.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure.
0: I get to the end of Bo's Afraid, and I'm like, ca- I'm like cackling. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I, I just, I just don't know that people. Get, I get what people are saying when they're like, "Oh, I can't recommend it. I can't." I'm like, you could because it is a ride. It's more of a ride than kill. Like, I would recommend. Bo's afraid over killing of a sacred deer for sure. I was definitely not
1: as tired at the end of Bo's afraid as I was at the end of killing of a sacred deer. But by the end of Bo's afraid, I was ready for it to be over. It was a, it was t- for me just content matter aside, a little too long, maybe take 20 or 30 minutes off the movie, you know? Um, the other thing I'll say is uh, two things. Another thing that I appreciated about the movie, and um, is that t- to me, uh, it's nice to have. It's sort of nice to, I guess, not acknowledge, but to know that Ari Aster is like actually a really good. You know what I mean? Like he's legit like hereditary and midsummer weren't flukes they he's not he's not uh constricted to just the elevated horror or whatever it's called he can do other things and he has a really good like um sense like visual sense like uh, of things that will look interesting you know what i mean like the the entire woods section was visually Great, and just the ideas were really good. You know what I mean? Um, so I really like that. What what I'll say about the movie is, it has a some sort of, um, s- some sort of element to it that it. Uh, my best comparison is um, the last season of Party Down. Um with maybe search party. Okay. The last season of Search Party, which is <laughs> 10 episodes of just the most random stuff happening, apocalyptic, blah, 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 blah. I really didn't like it at all. And 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 it's because it just to me, it just felt random. It just felt like, and you know, listening to the directors, they had an idea of what they wanted to do, blah, blah. blah. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't get that feeling with Boa's Afraid. It felt very purposeful to me. And so that's I guess one of the reasons why I can I, I, I can appreciate it in a way that I didn't appreciate search party. Um but it, it definitely, you know, is doing something on purpose. But like I said, it's just I don't know. It's a lot. Yeah. And if you're not That type of person who wants to, if you just want to go watch a movie, this is not going to do it for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's what I feel like a lot of people are looking for.
0: Mm -hmm. What I'll say for him too is I understand why he made it. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of films that uh, filmmakers make once they get a a shot at doing something that they want to do Yeah. that I watch. I'm like, what were you thinking? Like, mm-hmm. you had to know this is Darren Aronofsky making a $100 million Noah movie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He just had to know, like, yeah, I, I, I'm totally taking someone for a ride here. Yeah. You know? And I understand, again, he had a, a take on it, and it means a lot to him. And there's at least one good sequence in it. But the movie itself is like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. You really thought this was, like, going to put you on the map? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and even Babylon, Damien Chazelle. Mm-hmm. Like I like Babylon, okay. But yeah, man, you you got your shot. and It's like Hollywood transitioning from silent movies to talkies. That, <laughs> right. that, that's the Who gives a shit. <laughs> like at your yeah. core, that's the that's the one that you got right. for everybody. I, I don't know, man. Like, and then you look back at some of these movies, and you're like. I really love first man. Like I see more heart in first man or like uh-huh. even whiplash had more kinetic energy. And then Babylon, again, I liked Babylon. Yeah. But as you're shot, I just don't get it. Ari Aster, I watched Bo's Afraid. I was like, I completely get why he did this. Yeah. And it is number one to differentiate himself because everybody's like, I never understood the Ari Aster hate. Mm-hmm. But people seem to just sit there and say, like, he's trying to cash in on a genre. Mm-hmm. He's just telling, like, ooh, elevated horror. Like, you know, he's pretentious or up his own mm-hmm. ass or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then he makes this, and it's like, yeah, every iteration, every kind of genre and movement of his film, like, looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It looks Beautiful. The content too is f- funny, like mm-hmm. legitimately laugh out loud funny. Mm-hmm. And he put that all in this super long film as a total flex. And I totally get it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like that, that to me is watching that as an executive. I'm like, give him $100 million mm-hmm. because he understands what he's doing in this medium. Whereas I think. Other filmmakers, again, maybe going back to Darren Aronofsky a little bit, is just kind of like, he's lost the thread, man. Mm-hmm. You know, now he's doing The Whale and, like.
1: Mm-hmm. No, okay. thank you. No, <laughs> no, no, thanks, man. Like, yeah. I think you kind of got up your own ass a little bit. Yeah. You
0: know what I mean? And uh, and I'm not giving him money until he goes back and does, like, a Shyamalan The Visit movie. Sure. Like, go, go make a $5 million little film. Show me you got it. Yeah. But Ari Aster is like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, he has momentum from this. I think creatively, yeah. even though, yeah, the film's not going to make any money.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I think too, one of the reasons that going back to last week, it's, 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 it's one of those movies that is so like wild conceptually that, The jokes write themselves, so it makes it easy for people to try and dunk on it or 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 make fun of it online, because you can just say, um, "Yeah, you can you can just say it's about a guy who thinks he's going to uh, die if he comes, and that's the joke. That's the entire joke. But when you watch the movie." It's like okay, I get it now, you know, and 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 it's kind of like it's just one of those movies. Like uh, Lighthouse is probably a movie like that, right? It's about two guys who are st- stuck in a lighthouse, and then one of them has sex with a mermaid, and you're like, what, you know? And but when you put it in the context of the movie, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's there's still stuff about that. I I think okay. So my I think probably my f- Favorite visual joke of the movie is the help me guy, and (laughs) specifically the moment where he gets chased into the convenience store by this guy who's screaming help me, and then he's just in there just trying to try to buy a bottle of water, and then when it cuts back to Bo, and you just see in the background he's just smashed up against the window, and he's just going help me, help me, help me. so funny that was great that's great um but the the big dick thing at the end (laughs) i mean i guess the point is it's not meant to be subtle yeah but it's so not subtle it's like all right I (laughs) it's a little bit too much you know Yeah.
0: yeah i can i can definitely like i think i agree with you i think if i had to sit down and again saying in terms of visuals and things, show me everything that you got. Mm-hmm. I love it. yeah, the dick monster at the end to me was a little and the reason why it didn't work is I think it was so literal. it was so right on yeah
1: um I mean that to me, if anything felt not not I, I wouldn't say that about the whole movie that one moment to me felt like a flex. Like, it was yeah. like, I'm just going to put a gigantic dick monster in my movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? The
0: the thing that made it land a little easier is one of my favorite visual gags, which is, um, crap, I've seen it twice. I forgot the guy's name, the um, friend of Nathan that the people brought back and lives on their property. And he's just oh, stuck the, in a perpetual right, the army guy. PTSD flashback. Yeah. P- starts with a P. I the don't way. know. Where he jumps in the attic, and then he throws his knife at Bo, <laughs> yeah. and he just it hits him <laughs> handle, <laughs> handle side, he just immediately falls over. That's, yeah. that, <laughs> that's that was so great. good. Um, let me think. I wanted to give one of my favorite visual gags. The, the help me, help me... For me, one of the best- Jeeves is his name. Jeeves, that's right, they call him Jeeves. One of the best visual gags, for me, the first time watching it, just because I was still in a mode of, like, I don't know what this movie is yet, and just noticing as he's sitting in the tub a drip of water and being like, oh, I guess there's a- leak upstairs Mm -hmm. it's going to be revealed that like the whole building is leaking because they have to get him out of this house obviously and nope he looks up and there's just a guy up there (laughs) it's
1: the help me guy again yeah and he's just
0: (laughs) spread across and he's just looking yeah terrified they can't keep himself up there yeah um and as soon as i saw him up there i've I lost it.
1: I oh, thought. yeah. The other visual gag, which I think is first introduced in that scene, if not, definitely in the scene where he runs out naked afterwards through the through the streets. And I almost wish it wasn't commented on because it becomes a specific um, point of his condition he has a gigantic ball sack mm-hmm. <laughs> and you get like just the briefest Little glimpse hints. of it in the bathtub hints, yep. and, enough that you're like, wait a minute, does he have enormous balls? And for a while it's not commented on, but then yeah, it becomes a very specific Nathan Lane. part of it. Nathan <laughs> Nathan <Lane. laughs> I condition. also noticed that you, have. yeah. And I kind of wish it was just a thing where, Ari Aster is like, and you know what? On top of all of this, he's just going to have big balls, big balls. And I'm not going to say anything about it. Yeah. You'll just get little pockets of it.
0: <laughs> I think the, the other thing that maybe I wanted to mention as a funny, and I think a good encapsulation of what the film is, is basically the death of, um, now I'm forgetting everyone's name, the daughter yeah Jeeves and the daughter Mm -hmm. um but when she's in the room and she brings Bo in and she just starts freaking out on him Tony Tony and I forget her exact line but she's she just like starts crying she's like yeah, you'll sleep in my bed, but you won't get fucked up with me. And drink this paint. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, she's yeah. wants to drink paint. Right, yeah. And she can't. She just wants to get. Yeah. And, and then when she drinks it,
1: she, like. Yeah, right. she screams some very inappropriate language, which is hilarious. hilarious. And then she starts chugging paint. Chugging
0: <laughs> this paint. Yeah. And it's
1: horrifying yeah and hilarious and visually like so crazy looking but like how do you even think like the colors and the the, co- the way it's composed and shot it's just wild to, yeah,
0: yeah to me that's that that's it it's like again i, I kind of mentioned that i feel like you could watch succession after it's all done by just w- watching the top 10 episodes mm-hmm. and that would tell you the whole story you don't have to see everything i just feel like bo's afraid is just one of those things that if you're hanging out with me at night and the conversation has died down a little bit i'm sorry (laughs) but i but i might be that person that's Uh, like have you seen bo's afraid let me show you this one scene yeah (laughs) You you just gotta see this one scene like i i feel like that uh his time in the house is like a, a great short film.
1: Yeah. Um so two things Is there any part of the movie or is does the movie have any intention to uh are, are, as a viewer am I supposed to be figuring out what is real and what isn't.
0: You know, that's that's part of the part of the question, right? I think we both talked... I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but I feel like you and I have talked about um, films that make you want to understand it better mm-hmm. and then films that don't. And a lot of it is based on how well you feel like the story's constructed and made. So on the one hand, you have... Um, freaking what's the time travel one with Shane Carruth I can't primer, like, primer mm-hmm. where I I don't know if you saw primer together but we saw it around the same time mm-hmm. and I remember like I feel like both of us were like hey here's an explainer on primer like digging into yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. looking at the timeline that branching timeline just like really digging in because you watch that film and you're like this filmmaker is at least
1: giving me the feeling that they've thought this through. Right. It feels like a puzzle. Sa- it, same it, thing with it, Donnie Darko. It feels like he, he's saying, here's all the pieces, you you put them together. Right. Right?
0: Donnie Darko, I think in the same way, where I started wanting to see, I, I remember like hearing about the director's cut, being like, oh, I want to watch that. Yeah. And what does this mean? And what does that mean? Trying to put it all together. And on the other side, you have other movies where it's like, yeah, I don't care to know because I either don't think that they know, or maybe I'm not meant to know. Like Inception, right? I don't think mm-hmm. Inception you're supposed to know, even though it's really well made. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And for me, *Bo's Afraid*, I was like completely satisfied with the experience of it. Mm-hmm. I, watching a second time too, I really it really did strike me as a ride. Um, but I do think that there's. There's a, there's enough there. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that there's enough there in what's presented. I do think, you know, watching like a director's cut and kind of, I'm sure there's more context clues mm-hmm. in, in other special features that we don't have access to. So I don't know that there's answers right now. I don't get the sense that there is, even though I do think Ari Aster probably has a reason for why he put everything in his film. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense,
1: yeah, yeah. I it's just that like with like I say with primer, you have the pieces. With a, another w- another what what this made me think of kind of there's to me for whatever reason a very strong parallel. Not for whatever reason, it seems pretty obvious. There is a very strong parallel between the moment where, um, Bo is in the attic. And he turns and sees a giant dick monster. And the moment at the very end of Enemy, where mm. Jake Gyllenhaal is in the house, and he opens the door, and there's a giant spider, spider. in the corner. And both of those movies, um, uh, Enemy is a lot, probably a lot closer to the primer side of trying to figure out what is real than the Bo is Afraid side of it. But enemy deals with that sort of the same thing where it's like, once you finish the movie, you're, you're going back and you're trying to figure out, okay, what is, what am I actually seeing right now? And, and what is real and, and what is like being interpreted through the guy who the scene is about, you know? But with Bo is afraid. It's so like, like the top line of the movie is a guy's mom dies and he has to go to her funeral, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But there is no like, and, and and throughout that, he's suffering from crippling anxiety, mm-hmm. right? After watching the movie, to I, I cannot, together. I can't even. It's not like now it's, I'm at the airport and I have this encounter, like curb and th- curb your enthusiasm, sort of misunderstanding. You know what I mean? It is. He he's he's running through the street naked almost being stabbed to death by another naked guy. And then he gets hit by a car and then he wakes up in somebody else's house and he's there for a couple days. And then all of a sudden he's lost in the woods and living amongst this theater nomad woods group. And it's like, I can't, I I can't, I don't even have like a practical foothold of how these things are happening. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that is kind of a weird, gives it, for me, kind of a weird, like, I guess like you're saying, maybe like a ride, right? It Amusement park ride don't make sense. You just get on it, and it's <laughs> exciting, and then you get off, exactly. and it doesn't matter. Oh, like, God, what was that? Oh, my right? God. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, I got scared there, and now it's over. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that, that's that's how I took it, but I do think, that you could have a coherent analysis. Like, I do think they Mm -hmm. could present. I think it could be literally, like, it's all his mental journey while he's physically going there. That we are actually not seeing anything in the physical world. Mm -hmm. We are only seeing it mentally. Yeah. So, you can only track where he's at how he's processing this mentally, you know?
1: Um, That's what he's thinking mentally.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, there's other things like with his crippling anxiety, um, you know, at the end, he doesn't seem to have his medication. There's no way he could hitchhike and shows him hitchhiking out of the forest. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I don't think he hitchhiked home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, Maybe that's all referencing how he feels when he's traveling. Mm -hmm. Like, he could have a ticket and be in a safe environment, and he's still going to feel like, basically, I feel like I'm hitchhiking. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel – I feel like this could go any way at any point. You know, someone could attack me. They could go a different direction than I want them to. Like, again, I think it all maybe makes sense emotionally, mentally. Sure. Not
1: physically. Okie um, dokie One other thing I had Do you have anything else? Um. Really cool So I wanted to talk about the ending
0: Really quick Because that's what stu- stood out to me The second time Okay When his mom comes out
1: And the Oh So you're talking about Like from, from the house monologue onward Not from the trial
0: Not from the trial necessarily I will say that I think the trial Is Is feels the most gimmicky as well. I liked it, and I liked the visuals. Like, I liked seeing Bo in the middle of a crowd while I'm in a crowd watching.
1: Yeah, visually it was. Visually. And that's that's kind of what I was trying to say before. Like, just visually, to strip everything else away, context, whatever else, it just is a a striking image, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah, striking image and and a great... And again, I hate the people who say... Whatever it's obvious or whatever of like what it feels like to suffer from guilt. Like right everyone's the, judging the, you. Yeah. Right. And and the defender doesn't have a microphone. Mm-hmm. He has like one 800 defense over there. <laughs> and then he just gets, and he just gets murdered yeah. anyway. <laughs> like it's not even a, a, a real yeah. defense. Like all of that. Like, I'm sorry, but it's all, it's funny. Like, yeah. relax. I know Ooh, it's, it's so obvious. I right. get it. Um, but, uh, the the mom stuff is so terrifying. Mm-hmm. And Patty Lapone like kills it mm-hmm. in a way where at that moment you should really be done, like checking out. But when it shifts from him being like soft spoken, having a lot of stuff happen to him, to like him finally confronting. The source of his anxiety. Mm-hmm. It like I I still have chills mm-hmm. like just thinking about that 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 whole showdown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the way his therapist comes out.
1: Yeah. Um, the grin on his therapist's face. The therapist is wild looking. Yeah, wild. And that was a question I had because in the beginning he's sitting in the chair. And he has a very specific way he's holding his hands. Yes. Is that a direction or is that a choice that he's making? It's so weird. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. It's every way that he
0: manipulates his pad too, And just his move. Just, yeah. Oh, (laughs) oh, it's just, it's just creepy. It's weird. Um, But yeah, man, I, I also want to give a shout out to Little Murders of, Alan Arkin's like only directorial. Mm-hmm. but Little Murders is also like just completely wild. It's not about anxiety; it's just like a satirical look at society and these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love Little Murders. It made me it made me think about that as well.
1: So, Bo getting blown up at the end of the trial is what is that him overcoming his anxiety is to me i guess a, a very uh straight ahead level it feels like he loses right like 100%. he confronts his mom on that anxiety and he doesn't loses. overcome it he's he gets blown up. He's, no, <laughs> he gets he gets annihilated. Yeah, you know. Yeah. The other
0: thing too is you can hear him struggling underneath that. Yeah. I mean, really.
1: Oh, right, right, right. After he gets blown up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
0: like you, you wish that he just like, d- you know, um, dissolved. Mm-hmm. Like, but no, he's still suffering mm-hmm. as he's going out. <clears throat> you also, though, have things like. I noticed this time. In the beginning, when he leaves the therapist's office, he's walking through. You have the kid with the big AR in the background. Then you have a little kid playing with a boat, and the boat like flips over Mm -hmm. um, as his mom pulls him away. And then Bo goes and buys the figurine for his mom. That, to me, is like meaningful. Do I know exactly what it means? No, but I do think it's predicting his... Like future, Mm -hmm. like he's he's not going to get out of this. He's going to uh, succumb to the waters of anxiety and depression and Mm -hmm. guilt. I mean, really, it's it's about guilt almost more than anxiety. That's what the therapist writes at the very beginning, too. Right, guilty, guilty? Question mark? Yeah, just guilty. Yeah, just just guilty. And then at the end, he is proven guilty. Like, mm-hmm. um. There, there are things where I wonder, like, oh, did he choke his mom? Mm-hmm. Like, like those are the things that I do wish I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but I took it as all him internalizing things, so he did something equivalent to in his mind attacking her, mm-hmm. which in real life could have just been him going, merp, merp, burp, 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 burp. Mama no. Exactly.
1: Hamburger. Yeah. Um one last observation I had while watching the movie. Not an observation, I guess this is a question. What in the world is going on with Joaquin Phoenix's body? Is <laughs> does he manipulate it to look It looks so strange. <laughs> and I know that for uh when Joker came out there was a clip I saw where either he or um Todd what's his face Phillips Phillips was talking about how he very specifically would manipulate his body in mm-hmm. a sp- certain way. Um So I'm assuming that's what he's doing here but there are elements of it Like there are sometimes where it looks like he's got like a, a a hunch on his back and it's it's just so strange looking. There's a scene of his
0: back when he's sitting on his bed and it looks like he has like a a hunch is the perfect example, but his shoulders look off Uh and he's got this like extra where you think your spine line would go. his then like Mm -hmm. kind of has a, bulge or something yeah Yeah. i don't know if that is you know his
1: body or if that's and then he's also in her uh looking completely normal right like i i don't know that was obviously a while ago but i kind of just want to see him standing still (laughs) for a couple minutes (laughs) Can you just get naked and just
0: <laughs> stand still? Let me, I'll walk around. You don't even turn. Right. I'll walk around you. I just want to see and understand your body.
1: Yeah. Hold up. All right.
0: Okie dokie. Yeah. Bo is afraid. I don't, I, I think it's a cop out to say it's <coughs> not, oh my not enjoyable. It's a three hour panic attack. What a stupid message. Yeah. It's a ride. Yeah. I say, go have some fun with it. I think, I think it would be a good, I'm glad I saw it on the big screen. Mm -hmm. I think it would be like a good casual at home, get some snacks, get comfortable. No no way. Throw on Bo's afraid. If you're a
1: total. Film freak, then go watch it or watch the movie.
0: So, but you would say that just still straight off the bat, like only film freaks would mm-hmm. go see Bo's Afraid in theater and be like, I like that.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think Julia would like it. I think that's maybe my barometer. Someone who is not a movie freak, but not like general audience, right? Has more elevated taste than the general audience. But is not like obsessive about movies. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would enjoy it. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong because she's anxious. She she has some anxiety issues. So maybe she would like it. But man, it's you have to be willing to be in for the ride. You know what I mean? And like understanding that like on a um like this movie's not going to make sense in like a Standard, standard movie way, and it's not and it's not trying to, you know. You have to get on its, you have to go to it. It's not coming to you, basically, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: But for me, there's enough there that it wants you to come along for the ride. There are some movies that I think actively, like reject you, Mm -hmm. like Michael Haneke films. I feel like. Are that way? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Yorgos Lanthimos, I think, has gotten more like his humor has come out more and more. I think uh-huh. his humor is always there, but definitely with the lobster and the favorite, like I think those are hilarious. Um, and 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 I feel like he's opening up as a filmmaker. Yeah. I I think that there's a way forward here. The other thing too is watching Barry. You know? I think yeah. I I think Barry too is another great example of like tell your weird dark story but like give me those moments of just like it's funny, it's hilarious, it's mm-hmm. exci- I I love Barry.
1: Yeah. Um Barry I think has come and gone for our house. I don't I don't know if we're going to finish the Fourth season,
0: last last season. Yeah. This is it.
1: I mean, we watched the first two episodes. Uh, I've never been that into it. We watched the first two episodes, and Julia, I don't think she cared for it. And she likes no
0: ho Hank, right?
1: I don't think so. And um, it has not come up since. Okay, so
0: I the the last thing that I want to say,
1: I'm a little sensitive too because. I um, I think no ho hank sometimes can be a little bit too much. Mm.
0: I finished the passenger by Cormac McCarthy, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing. This is wrapping up. I was afraid, but I think that's the other thing is like trying to then engage with people about the passenger. I get the same feeling, like it's the same. Or can be the same, like dismissive. Oh, it's challenging or it's hard or whatever. But it's like, I don't know, man. There, there's a lot there. Like, I get that some of these things ask you to come to them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But there, there's also, I think, enough there that if you're at all curious, go for it. I don't think you have to be a film freak. I don't think you have to be like mm-hmm. a book freak. Mm-hmm. or an ex- existentialist, like, junkie <coughs> to, like, read Cormac McCarthy. Sure. But, yeah, when you read it, it's like, yeah, The Passenger doesn't have a plot, you know? Mm-hmm. Not the point. Yeah. He can still be good. I feel like there's a disconnect. So I'm a little on edge. And I feel like with Bo's Afraid <laughs> and The Passenger, I, I'm just seeing a lot of people who are just, like, Falling back into standard cliches of reviewing, mm-hmm. and not actually in my mind, like attempting to onboard with the film or with the book. Yeah, yeah. I just want to be like, yeah, maybe give it a little extra effort. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not the right person, is there someone else on staff or someone else that you can? Maybe just don't make the YouTube video then. I don't nah, know. You know what I mean? Like,
1: <laughs> sure.
0: Uh, again, I and and I want to stress this. I'm not saying. Let people enjoy stuff. Don't like be negative. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Just like be thoughtful. If you sure. find yourself watching Bo's Afraid and just falling back and being like, I don't know, man. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I was pre-checked out 15 minutes in. Uh, okay.
1: Yeah. Be, be thoughtful with, with things that have been thoughtfully created, right? There you go. There's You, the you don't the have to be thoughtful art. with uh, the gray man or you know whatever else.
0: <laughs> the latest Marvel right.
1: quantum mania. Um. Last thing. I have been mainlining inscription. Casey's mod. Have you played the challenge mode? See, I haven't played Casey's mod oh, yet. Man, it's just the first act, basically. There's some tweaks to it, so you can't uh, abuse it in the way you can the first act.
0: Get the squirrel upgrade where there just-
1: is no squirrel upgrade. Yeah. That's one of the things. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't stop playing it. And um, Julia is playing through it. She's on the second... She's like right at the end of the second act. And watching her play through it has really reinforced for me how bad the second part of the game is. And the only reason the third part of the game is acceptable is short? because it's it's like... It's getting you... It's it's giving you like whiffs of the first act. And that's all you want. You just want the first act over again. And because this, the third act is like a hybrid of the firsts and the second, you're like, well, I guess since I'm not getting the first one back, I'll take it, you know. At least I don't have to play that shitty second part again. <laughs> but I, the second part really did not work for me. And it, it almost... Um, it almost made Julia stop playing the game. Mm. She actually did quit last night, but then today she started playing again. Picked it back up. So,
0: Yeah, I mean, I I do think like that game is definitely made with a deeper intention than making a a playable video game. He's trying to create an experience and I think that's what the second and third acts are. Mm -hmm. I think with Casey's mod, that's him kind of letting you know like, I know what the real game is. Right. The real game is the first act. Yeah. But again, with what they wanted to do with the world building and geocaching and right. and, and the world building of it, which I respect, is second and third. But I do, I don't think <clears throat> like you're missing out if you play the first act and you go, oh, can I just play Casey's mod now? And like, mm-hmm. yeah, th- to me that that's as much inscription as finishing out the outside the game narrative
1: sure yeah conceptually i do really like the whole package the video clips the second act the third act everything practically playing a video game speaking just give me the first
0: just give act. me the first exactly yeah. i I, and I think i don't know i can't speak for the developer but i feel like they'd, they'd understand that yeah okay okay um Indy's playing through Breath of the Wild, uh-huh. getting geared up for Tears of the Kingdom. Right. Just having a ball, and yeah. he's just obsessed. And it's so great to see him like connecting with it. And we've started listening to The Devil in the Dark Water on Audible. Uh huh. Did I recommend that for you?
1: It sounds familiar. Yeah,
0: The Devil in the Dark Water by Stuart Turton.
1: Uh huh.
0: Just fantastic, just fantastic. Um. But yeah, do we know what we're talking about? Are we keeping it a secret? Do we know what we're talking about next? uh, I don't think we know. Do next week.
1: It's gonna be sketchy for me the next couple weeks because we have to move. We have to move into the other house. The what other house? Her, uh, the in laws' house. Donnington. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. <clears throat> but because you need it, yeah, yeah, yeah. We sold our house, right? And we have to be out by the June, the beginning of June. So <laughs> we're going to have to move our stuff into Donington. We're going to move some of our stuff into storage, and we're going to have to move some stuff into Donington, which will hopefully just be a weekend thing, but I don't know.
0: A weekend move thing?
1: Yeah, like we're just doing stuff on the weekend. I mean, at the we don't we've already moved a lot of the little little stuff out, which I feel like is probably the most annoying things to do. Uh-huh. So, and it's not you know, it's not like a huge move. You know, it's Donington's five minutes away, so it's not a big deal. But you know, it's just always so hard to get motivated to do that. Oh,
0: dude, I can't. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, and maybe we can do virtual. If that helps. Yeah. I don't know,
1: but I don't. Is there anything? What is there even Worth to talk about? Talking about, yeah,
0: it's always Redfall. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it could be like I do want to do a, an episode talking about Microsoft and talking about sure. video games. I also want to talk about, like, you saw Vice laid off, they, they closed off Waypoint,
1: mm. and um. I saw they were filing for bankruptcy, but I only saw it mentioned on the conservative subreddit. So I don't know yeah, no. how real it was or.
0: And then Amazon posted like almost $4 billion of profit and is going through layoffs. <laughs> yeah, Like the, this kind of exponential growth kind of yeah. business model that is unsustainable, but just keeps iterating itself. Yeah. I do kind of want to talk about all of that. And, um, It's impact on these because it really does feel like in 10 years, there's not going to be, it's just going to be like Patreon. Mm -hmm. You're just going to have like a handful of critics and specific reviewers who are doing very niche Mm -hmm. specific stuff. And that's how all this information stuff is going to get disseminated.
1: Yeah. You know what else we can talk about too? Did you see the Google AI guy that just came out and he he quit? No. He quit and he came out, and now he's doing his tour about how he regrets his life's work and he's he didn't think it would be used <laughs> this way, and blah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And like, uh, blah, blah, Boo-hoo. blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. The thing that I want to talk about too is like, people are now doing like AI generated <clears throat> Wes Anderson. Like somebody did a Wes Anderson Star Wars AI generated uh-huh. trailer and passing around, everyone's being like, Stop this. It's not cool. It's not funny. It's stupid. Whatever. Which yeah, yeah I, I totally get. It's not. But um but I think the thing that's being missed too is like corporations love that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bankrupt, it's stupid, it's dumb, it's baseline, it's like giggling at a joke generator. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like version. 150 like it's just gotten better at being dumb Mm -hmm. um but i I think like i think that there is something there that you should at least be aware of and concerned about because i don't think creatives are going to although the russo brothers have already come on but like we love utilizing it (laughs) just because they're already corporate people you know what i mean but i feel like i feel like that you're, you're missing something if you're not looking at that being like yeah that is the future Because it's cheap. And, again, people are easily entertained. Mm -hmm. The one take that I saw that I really liked, because everyone's sharing, whenever AI does, like, a trailer or even, like, an image, people go, bye-bye cinema, goodbye cinema, (laughs) end of cinema, right? And somebody just responded there, like, I forgot how they said it, but they were just like, um, I love when people are basically, like, to this thing that's entertained me every single day of my life growing up, <laughs> screw you! Like, yeah, <laughs> now you'll get your just desserts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why, why are you turning on cinema in yeah. this way? Why is this your your take? It's like, yeah, cinema, suck it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, I think the haha, ha, fuck yeah, it's so over Hollywood undercurrent that comes standard with all these tweets. Uh, over AI generated footage is so weird. Yeah, yeah, you've kept me entertained my entire life, but guess what, fuckers? Time to pay the fiddler for your crimes. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Wampler on uh on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, yeah exactly. You know.
1: Okie dokie. Okay. I love you. Bye. Bye bye. I bye, love bye, being your bye, coach. bye bye. Bye bye. Bye okay. bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.